Hello and welcome back to Petricor. I'm Shaptorshi and today I'm back with a new episode, a new short story. Yes, and the author for this episode is someone very popular and she passed away in 2009 and she was also at one point very popular by her pen name. Madhavi Kutti She is an Indian poet, novelist, short story writer and has primarily written in English. And she is also a very uh, wide she was sorry. She was also a very widely read columnist and wrote on diverse topics uh, from women's issues, child care, politics and she her open and honest treatment of female sexuality free from any sense of guilt was often infused in her writing which made uh, her an iconoclast in her generation so i think many people have guessed by now yeah it's kamala das or like previously before she got married she was kamala suraya yes and this wonderful wonderful author she has really created a landmark for herself she has created a tone for herself through her writing something like fearless that the woman who stood up for everything that's not going right the way she handled poverty through her writing the way she handled injustice it's beautiful it's uh, like really really huge and from her times it was even bigger so these are the people who has worked who has fought relentlessly down the years make things a little bit better now although i really feel we have a long way to go she was also shortlisted for the nobel prize in literature in 1984 and if uh, i talk about uh, the story that i'm going to read today so the story has a theme of poverty dreams jealousy generosity loyalty control and it has been narrated in a in third person so this has been this is a very beautifully written story very short and yet tells you so much it goes so much into the depth of things where it actually makes you think so the story for today is a home near the sea i hope you all are being attentive so please listen to it carefully sure you will like it and you know what you have to do when you like it you have to follow the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to it on 
and share it with others so if you like this episode share it with the others so that they can also listen to it these stories the more they are shared the better the impact it creates these stories should be heard should be read these stories should reach more audience and that's what we keep trying and it's a family so we all are into it i read it you share it that's all okay let's start arumugam was not surprised when his wife hit him on the head during a quarrel for she had been doing that for quite some time now probably ever since he was dismissed from his job as a watchman for the sin of drunkenness a year ago she had every right to express her dissatisfaction in such a rude way but the fact that she did it while the young man was watching them upset him i will kill her one of these days arumugam told himself clenching his fist but when she turned round to scan his face for an angry response in order to frustrate her he grinned it was a slow grin that wrinkled his dark face even his smooth brow that separated his tiny eyes from the shaven head he had not wanted to shave his head like a monk but she said that it was not possible to buy oil for the two of them for their weekly baths near the leaky faucet at the construction site oil had become very dear besides he had lice in his hair but lice she had two juicy black ones as big as bugs creeping all over her scalp which he helped to her kill pressing them between the thumbnails in the long afternoons under the tree near the park and the sea they had been homeless for nearly a year he liked the languor of this life but feared the monsoons and the days when no edible food would be found in the garbage heap outside the ritz hotel hunger always picked up quarrels with him and abused him again and again for having got drunk enough to lose a fine lucrative job true he had been irresponsible why on paydays he used to stop at anna's pawn shop and drink five glasses of hooch which went down like a sword of fire and made him confident to remove the smell from his mouth he ate two pans filled with brown chunam and tobacco bits we would have been living in our kholi at sevri said said the woman pointing to him if you had not got drunk and insulted the supervisor of the factory what a good for nothing dog i married who would believe now looking at me that the son of the inspector chinnathampi asked for my hand once upon a time 
have lost both my youth and my beauty i will believe it amma said the young man who wore a red cloth tied around his head and was dressed like one of the many beggars who walked the city he was still calmly when i first saw you making chapatis under the tree with a real sigri and coal i thought you were a well to do lady you look like a griha lakshmi now you are homeless but why should you think that you will always be so one of you may get a good job soon if you were to get an ayas job with some rich family your problems would be solved you will have only to look after the children take them to parks and undress them for the night my mother was once an aya at a parsi's home she used to get 50 rupees a month and three meals a day and four sarees a year three full meals per day exclaimed the husband why i would myself work as an aya if i got that the parsis are non vegetarians i will grow fat and handsome eating good food the wife and the other man laughed uproariously why you cannot be an aya in a hundred years said the young man only women can become ayas your wife can become one but these days people are full of suspicion nobody offers a job to you unless you take some certificates with you one day i went to a home at kolaba and asked for a bearer's job but the lady of the house wanted my fingerprints to be taken like a criminals i left immediately i do not want to be insulted by the rich i would rather die on the road than work for people like her how do you live now asked the woman she had begun to like the man's pride and also the fine lines on his face sometimes i go to the seashore and help the smugglers lift their goods onto a lorry packed nearby just 5 minutes of work but it fetches me 50 rupees if i get caught i remain in jail for a year things are not bad in the jails lots of wholesome food and free medical treatment if you fall ill i sometimes wish they would nab me again so that i can get some rest the monsoons are coming what are we homeless people to do a jail will be an ideal place for the coming months but the police are useless all of them have been bribed they will not catch any of us unless if we dangle the goods before their eyes what can be done the young man chuckled pleasantly you can remain with us said the woman my man has spoken to some shopmen about letting us sleep under the awnings we shall eat whatever we get and pull on the rasna hotel offers good food for the hungry my man goes to collect it sometimes we get chapatis and samosas with pickles you shall not starve my good man if you stay with us she is a good hostess is she not asked the husband scratching his shaven head see she talks as if she owns a house and a larder full of food whose fault is it that i do not own a house continued the wife shrilly 
you sold my ornaments you lost your job and we were pushed out of our hut who was at fault you or i was i not always a dutiful wife to you I have not slept around with other men like other women of the slum who waited for their husbands to leave for work to begin waving out to passengers on the slow train I did not want to earn that kind of money that good for nothing man of mine brought me nothing not even on diwali day did he give me a new sari I suffered in silence but now I have turned bitter I talk back to him I even hit him when he irritates me. One day I shall give you the thrashing of your life," mumbled Arumugam. He did not want the visitor to consider him henpecked. "You will thrash me, will you?" asked the woman. "Do it now, you dirty dog. I shall strangle you with my bare hands and go to the police station to announce the murder. I am not afraid of anybody. The jail will be better place than this pavement." This is the best place in the world, Amma," said the young man sweetly. "You see the flowers on the park and the blue sea, and at night you lie watching the sky with all its stars. This is an ideal life in my eyes. I know a few songs about the sea. I used to sing in the electric train when I was a child and pick up some coins. Now they do not allow me on the train. I am too old for singing in the train." You are a singer," asked the woman, regaining her composure. "Will you sing a few songs to me? When I was a child in Tanjore, I lived close to a Bhagavata's house. Every morning I woke up hearing his songs. It was very good. That was long ago. He must be dead by now. You have the soul of an artist, Amma." said the young man i knew it the moment i set eyes on you you should be living in a wealthy house you should be playing a veena with your long fingers wearing white jasmine in your hair and gold ornaments on your person you resemble the goddess lakshmi when you talk like this i feel sad said the woman She felt tears filling her eyes and flowing over her cheeks. She tidied her hair and hid her face in her hands. Her sobbing disturbed the husband, who looked up puzzled. What was happening? What was making his wife weep helplessly as she used to do once years ago when she had not lost her beauty? What did you say now to make her weep? asked Arumukham. I only spoke of music, said the young man. You have upset my wife, countered the husband. You had no business coming here to cause her unhappiness. Go away from here. I am sorry, Amma, said the young man. You have misunderstood me. I was only praising your wife as telling her of her resemblance to the goddess Lakshmi. We do not want you here," said the husband. "Take your bundle and go away." The young man rose to take leave. "I am going away, Amma," he said. "May the god Murugan protect you all your life."
The woman suddenly stirred herself and stopped crying. Wait, she cried. Take this with you. You can wrap yourself in it when the chilly weather arrives. She handed him a blanket, taking it out of her bundle carefully. It was frayed at the edges but good and warm. The young man took it and brushed his eyes with it to express his gratitude. You are the goddess Lakshmi, he said. I shall always remember you with love. After he had walked away with the blanket slung over his strong shoulder, the woman's husband turned on her in fury. Why did you give the only good thing we had to a stranger? How are you going to put up with the rainy weather and the cold winter? Why did you give it to him? Tell me, woman, what is he to you? He is nobody, said the woman, laying out a piece of cloth on the ground and stretching herself to lie down. But he spoke of music to me. You behaved like a person who has lost her senses. He cast a spell over you with his talk of the sea and the stars. She smiled and was silent. So that was the story. These stories, that's why I love short stories, like good short stories. They are, they end at a point which lets you think, which makes you think so much. You can keep thinking, you can keep delving deeper and deeper and really have thoughts, have conclusions in your mind according to your will, according to your wish. So, I hope you like it and so keep listening to Petrikosh. I really love doing these because I see people listening to it from different parts of the country and a few from different parts of the world too. So please do reach out to me if you want to. I'll provide the Facebook and Instagram links to my profile in the description of this episode. And till then, stay safe, take care, take care of yourself, take care of your near and dear ones. Take care of everyone around and be happy. Goodbye. We'll meet again.